Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in everyday life. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Today, I'm here with Pastor David, Pastor Bob. My name is Liz. We are going to talk about generations today, which is great. I'm excited about this conversation. That is exciting. By the way, that was one of the most wonderful introductions I've ever like that? heard. It only took me a few tries. <laughs> 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 it's okay. At least you got there. I remembered your names and mine, so <laughs> that was a pretty good, good introduction. Pretty good. Yeah, well, we're depending on your generation. Yes. Well, uh, we are the know. most dependable, so <laughs> that's mm. a good. That's mm. a good thing. <laughs> 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 All right. Here we, we don't know. We don't know what we're doing. Okay. Yeah. We're going to talk about generations today because this is a. Uh, I think this is a very interesting subject. When it re- as it relates to the world, but also to the church. There's a lot of um, discussion, I would say, around generations, different generations, strengths, weaknesses, assignments, all kinds of stuff. So I think this is a, a good topic for us to discuss yeah. uh, just in general. So my first question is, why does it seem people are so obsessed with this concept of generations, hmm. this idea of generations? What do you think? Pastor Bob. Me? I get to go first in this? Well, you are the first. I'm, I'm the senior generation. <laughs> the leading generation in this leading conversation. Uh, I actually have really strange thoughts about this whole generation. You, you know that, yes, right? Yes, and so yeah. I believe it's because people like to be separated and different. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Let's end it here. Right? <laughs> it's like, I think that uh, people like to make a difference somehow. They like to be different, thought of different, seen different. Uh, I'm not endorsing it necessarily because mm. I think it has some uh, drawbacks to it. As a matter of fact, some severe drawbacks. But mm. I believe that um, that's a lot of it. Okay. I think it also helps people like with designations. Mm. Like, okay, they're in that group. Mm-hmm. They're those people. Right. And uh, that whole separation thing, like I said, I think it has um, – I think in some ways it could be a little helpful in some – small ways, but in some ways I think it's, it can be very, very detri- detrimental uh, when you embrace it to um, its full craziness. Yeah. Yeah. No. But no. we can talk more about that we later. Will. I bet we will. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Pastor David? Well, it makes me think about how people are always looking for the latest personality test or something and, oh, I'm this Love type of a person, tests. INTJ, blah, blah, That's blah. That's what I am. Oh, are you? Really? Yeah, okay, I cool, am, cool. actually. I don't know what I am. I forget. <laughs> but people Here's like to, a generation gap. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. People like to label themselves, right? And they say, I'm Gen Y. So I'm, you know, I remember when we had phones with cords and, you know, I'm right. millennial and I hate the, you know, the baby boomers. They your, ruin the whole economy. Your voice really went up when you I don't went know. to the millennial so, one. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the baby boomers like, everyone's irresponsible. <laughs> They're so irresponsible. They don't work, you know. And we're trying to we're trying to work like three different jobs. You know, my phone yeah. still has a cord. But it's it's sort of become okay. like a, they have these new earbuds that like connect to you. But yes. it's like you could just wear headphones anyway. But nice. Um, nice. Yeah, I think it's just a way that people set people against each other or they try to mm-hmm. seem that's the negative side where clans or you know, like stereotypes and generations are pitted against each yeah. other mm-hmm. um, and envying each other and feeling like one generation ripped off the other one. And that's the negative side. The positive side might just be, hey, here are some characteristics mm-hmm. um, that I identify with because these are, you know, I belong to a group of people my same age that have similar experiences 
And so um, there's different movements and different values and different generations, um, maybe different um, emphases or you know things that people are pursuing. Um, and so that could be a positive distinction. Um, but the way I see it the most is sort of like pride based or, mm. you know, running down another generation. It shouldn't be like that in the church. Like you just, yeah. that was what popped to my mind in terms of the world that we're living in. Yeah. But. I do think it, I think it is like an identity thing. I think that people want to belong to something. I also think it's, um, it's easier to put people in categories. You know, it's like just easy for mm-hmm. us to like categorize people like, oh, they're that generation or they're this type of person or they're, you know what I mean? We just can categorize. It kind of helps our brain, I think, um, Mm -hmm. know how to deal with them. I think in some ways, which again, on the surface can be somewhat helpful, but, um, can also really limit us with dealing with people as individuals, right? Mm -hmm. Because, (laughs) because, because not every category is going to fit everybody perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the generational thing is interesting. I, I I think a lot of it is like to kind of in a snapshot, like, okay, this generation lived through this, this, these changes in the culture, lived through these events, lived through, through these cultural things, uh, had these experiences together. I think that some of that's helpful actually to kind of know mm-hmm. what developed somebody or what they, what maybe their perspective is on mm-hmm. life and the world. Sure. So I think some of that is is helpful. I just, like you guys both said, I don't think it should ever be a place of like division or competition, which is actually right. one of the worst things I think about generational mm-hmm. divides. Yeah. I think it does give people a frame of reference mm-hmm. from, like you said, what people's experience base might be. Yeah, But that's just assuming that everything about you're just a sum of your experiences. Right. Um, which yes, in some cases we might be, you know, uh, developed, jaded, all sorts of things because of our experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just don't think it's the, uh, fullness of a person's being at all. And then, uh, to me, it really goes somewhat against Christianity where God makes all things new and, (laughs) you know, he calls people to salvation and, and to newness of life, mm-hmm. uh, and to being born again, <laughs> you know, little, little, all those little, things, all yeah. those little details that are like, oh, oh yeah, you know, oh, that's right. And then, you know, uh, regenerated, regenerated, you know, so there's components of that where God's calling us, I believe into places with him and with each other to view each other differently. Mm-hmm. And, if we get too much in the mindset of generations to the negative side, right. uh, it can be it can be very detrimental, I believe, especially if we're talking about like in church situations. Mm-hmm. But I think actually it happens across the board in yeah. every situation. I agree. I agree. Well, okay, talking about generations biblically, scripturally, I mean, there's a lot of references in the word to generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, they're almost I mean, all bad. <laughs> so that's like a, one of my questions. Bad. Like, okay, what is the scriptural framework for generations? Because the Lord does refer, you know, from generation to generation. Mm-hmm. He's talking to this generation or that generation. You know, like what? How do we approach this subject from a biblical point of view? That's a hard question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Having done much study in this. No. <laughs> I, I actually believe that the whole generational thing, besides what that comment I made kind of offhand, that most of God's, um, w- when he says something about a generation, 
it's bad. Mm. <laughs> like most of the Bible, there's some, there are a couple mm. in the New Testament that are okay-ish, mm. but most of it's not so good. It's always, you know, matter of fact, Jesus, every time he talks about generations, like this wicked generation, this, <laughs> like, great, just the generation you wanted to be part of, huh? you know? And so there's a lot of that going on when he's just speaking to generations. Okay, so I have a question. Yes. Just a uh, clarifying question. Okay, it's so like when Jesus is saying this wicked generation, uh-huh. is he talking to like a specific age group or what does he mean by that when he's saying that? Well, specific age group, I think, uh, can change. I think people have different mm-hmm. ideas of what a generation is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard everything from, you know, I don't know, 30 years to 60, somewhere in there, right, and, right. and everything in between. Mm-hmm. I actually believe, to answer your question more about how, you know, what God thinks about generations mm-hmm. and all that, I actually believe that he had, he introduced it into our lives because he's a God that's outside of time, mm-hmm. that has no beginning, no end. He doesn't belong to a generation. Mm-hmm. Even Jesus Christ who came and popped into the earth, uh, we'd like to say, oh yeah, he's the generation of that, you know, the, yeah. that you know, early century. It's like, no, he's beyond that. Yeah. He's got right. no beginning, no end. He was here before mm-hmm. the world began. He, he was the lamb slain before the, you know, things that make our mind go crazy, mm-hmm. you know, eternity, <laughs> those kinds of things. Right, right. And so when, when we're talking about generations, I actually believe God, he's, he introduces that to us because he's put us in time. Mm-hmm. And there, you know, we, we relate Generation. As a matter of fact, if you look up generation, mm-hmm. uh, you know, especially if you look it up, maybe you know, in the Hebrew and the Greek, probably it's um, uh, it, it's a has to do with revolutions. Yeah, it has to do with a circuit, which is interesting to me mm-hmm. because that means you know we're zipping around the sun, <laughs> and the same thing, the exact same thing that people faced four thousand years ago, we face today. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, you know, it's, it's, we're revolving. Nothing actually from, you know, technology change, all that, but people did not change. Mm -hmm. They didn't, uh, you know, reach a higher consciousness and a higher order. No, they're the same people with the same needs. And Mm -hmm. so when we start to separate generations, we, I believe we can in the process, unless we're very careful, which I think there are times to be careful and do it. Mm-hmm. Unless we're very careful when we start separating uh, generations, we actually can lose sight of eternal God, mm-hmm. of his plan for his church, for his people, and for us to be with him in eternity yeah. and what that actually would look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, but I believe... It's introduced into our lives because guess what? In that day, I mean, there were no days. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> okay, we got a day. Let's call it a day, even though we've already had dark and light, but we didn't have stars and moons. And you know, it's like So all of that is a weird thing that's hard for us mm-hmm. as people to wrap our minds around. Mm-hmm. I know I went really ethereal on you here. I'm okay. blowing your mind. You had lots of sleep last night, so you're feeling I know, good. I can just, yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> You want to give us some, some yeah, give us some scriptural biblical reference? Oh there, yeah, we sure. Um, well, I like what you said about God being outside of time and being mm-hmm. the eternal Father, and um, the fact that the Bible's full of genealogies and it's mm-hmm. full of phrases like "These are the generations of the heaven and the earth." These mm-hmm. are the generations of Adam. These are the generations of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, it's full of these phrases because God, uh, He's the God of our fathers. He's the God who's always been faithful. 
He's been faithful every single generation. Mm -hmm. Um, And he, that's what he's conveying in that is he's like, he's creating these patterns that repeat and, you know, a generation is born and a generation dies, you know, the flower grows and the flower fades that those sort of cycles, (laughs) but he's above all that. We don't believe in some sort of a cyclical religion. Like we believe it's going somewhere. There's also a momentum of the generations. In Psalm 14, it says there's a generation of the righteous. The Lord is with the generation of the righteous, who I believe are those brought out of the generations of the of man, right? Actually brought out to be God's generation. Um, that could be from all time periods. There's a generation of the righteous. Yeah. He's also moving toward an end times generation, which we will probably get to, um, where it says Jesus says, this generation will not pass away until all the signs are fulfilled. Mm -hmm. I believe he's addressing that Mm -hmm. prophetically to the end times Mm -hmm. generation, even though it had a near fulfillment with his disciples. Um, So I believe God is moving forward. Even as he's been faithful throughout time, he's bringing about a plan in the generations um, to fill the earth with his family, um, to have a generation that is pure, Mm -hmm. like that is righteous, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, children that are not rebellious but are but know him as that eternal father um yeah there's so much here like he's like in psalm 90 (laughs) he said lord you've been this is moses talking moses knew god for 120 Mm -hmm. years Mm -hmm. he's like lord you've been our dwelling place in all generations generations. i mean he saw the old generation that died in the wilderness and the new generation that went in the promised land um man he he's like god is is there in all generations yeah from generation to generation there's a lot of things popping off in my head because um, God has a purpose in all this. Like sometimes you start, you know, foaming at the mouth, drooling with boredom when you're reading the genealogies, <laughs> but you have to read it from the eternal perspective of like, he was faithful to every single one of these people. Right. Every single one of these people represent 30 to 60 years in these lists mm-hmm. in Chronicles or, you know, Matthew one or any other genealogy. He's faithful, 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 faithful. His plan is continuing. Uh, he's the, I love, it. I just think about my family and like my father is a faith, like on one side of my family, the other side wasn't quite as faithful, but God was <laughs> faithful to every generation. Right. So I could keep going you, off on that. Yeah. You were asking for scriptures and I want to bring you guys to the deep end of the swimming pool, drown you there for a moment okay, and then leave you because that is just going to make you a little crazy. But the first scriptural reference to generations, if you go to the King James, which is the only true Bible, (laughs) uh, in Genesis 2, Mm. verse 4, it says, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth Mm -hmm. when they were created in that day that the Lord made the earth and the heavens. So first use of generations, was actually had nothing to do with people. It had to do with the creation, mm. which is like, to me, is like completely mind boggling when, you know, you asked right. us to think about this some and I started thinking, I wait, wait a minute, where is this, you know, where is this? Like I said, most of, most of the scriptures are actually horrible when it comes to generations. Okay, <laughs> we, let's be real. But this one really struck me because I was like, wait, it has to do with a thing, not a person. So God looks at generational at a whole different in a whole different scope, if you will, than we look at it. We always, we all went to people, you know, the old. Yeah, that was our know. subject today. Yeah, yeah. the people, the people. But <laughs> right. it's actually, well, that it's was more than talking people. About, like, the generating, like the generating of those things. The there's a, of them. The um, origin, there's a birthing of them. There's there a, is. A creating of them. Mm-hmm. 
And, yeah, and it's it is like I said, and I know like other translations translate that word differently, but it is the same word. Mm -hmm. It's not a different word. Right. Yeah. So it's this revolving thing we talked about. This right. it's this uh, idea, but God looks at like when He started the thing spinning. Right. It had to do with He had to start that first, or else yeah. the generations would have no place to actually exist. Like yeah. I said, this well, is a ethereal no, deep end. Um, that God does think of generations very differently than we do. Mm -hmm. We have a very narrow view of it. Mm -hmm. Really, um, I think world culture based of like yeah. this, you know, Gen X, Gen Z, millennials, boomers, you know, those different, the greatest generation, whatever it mm. is, like we define a people group that way in a very limited way. But the Lord is looking at, actually he's looking at lineage. He's looking at inheritance. He's looking at mm -hmm. sometimes the entire, um, group of people that are on the world at that time, right? He called yes. this generation, mm -hmm. right? So no matter their age, no mm -hmm. matter what sub-generation they're in, he considers them a generation of that time or things that are outside of time, like the generation mm -hmm. of the righteous, the generation in the age to come. Like there's, mm -hmm. God thinks of these things very, very differently than we do. And much more, uh, he's very intentional, I think, about how he views generations um, for a purpose, Mm -hmm. not just for uh, identifying, I guess I would say. Yeah, he has yeah. a plan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so once in a while we yeah. get clued into that plan, once in a while. Yeah. Um, most of the time we lose sight of the plan because of uh, circumstances in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so that's why something as actually spectacular, I believe, as generations and God mm -hmm we can totally lose sight and turn into something weird and corrupt, actually. Right, yeah. We can use it for selfish reasons, uh, to uh, promote certain groups or peoples. Mm -hmm. uh, and meanwhile, God looks at this, like some things just blow you away in the Bible. Like, right. I, I don't know if, if you remember this because you were alive back then, but back in Noah's time, <laughs> oh, uh -huh. there was a whole generation that was corrupt and wicked and mm -hmm. Violence filled the earth through man. Now I got to imagine that other than the eight that ended up in the in there, there was probably at least one other okay person on the <laughs> earth somewhere. <laughs> you know, just one maybe, yeah. and yet whoosh, no swept one. away with the generation. Yeah, which is mind-boggling to me. It and so, uh, but God looked at to speak to what you're saying. God looked at that generation. And went, well, something's wrong here. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that one up because mm -hmm. it says Noah was a, a just man, perfect in his generations. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that shows like there's value in the individual and the generation. Yeah. And God can look at a generation without missing the individual. Yeah, and good. an individual doesn't have to be defined um, and limited and crippled by their generation mm -hmm. or by their the one that generated them, their father or mother or yeah. family of origin. Mm -hmm. They can step out um, into God's will through faith and through repentance and God will see the individual. However, um, sometimes we miss the generation too, that there, mm -hmm. there is like what Liz mentioned is, um, there's inheritance being passed on. Mm -hmm. There's actually uh, vengeance being passed on to the third and fourth generation. Mm -hmm. There's actually curse being passed along. There's blessing being passed along. Mm -hmm. Those are all biblical realities. Um, and they, if you know, we have to acknowledge that, that there's truths about a generation um, but so many times people say like, well, this is my generation or this is my family or this is where I'm from. I have a curse on me. I, you know, I'm going to be an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be that. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize that Noah stood out from his generation. 
Right. Like he, right. the Lord saw him, the Lord gave him grace and he found more favor in the eyes of the Lord through walking with him. And he did not perish um, in that flood. Right. And so yeah. you have to step into the ark of Christ and step into a new generation. Mm. Absolutely. I think, and that's actually the, that's actually the call because when you understand God's plan, his actual plan, that's why he can destroy a whole generation like in Noah's time, but he preserved yeah. at the same time. Right. And someone has to step up in every generation. It could be you, me, could be somebody listening to this where at that point in time, they decide I will be that person that steps up in my generation and believe. Yeah. Yeah. I actually believe that starts at salvation. People come to Jesus and uh, that's a significant component that they're now leaving behind, if you will, mm -hmm. their generation that was born dead in trespasses and sins mm -hmm. with in Adam, yeah, okay? Right. And believing that they're now in Christ. Yeah. And that it, it's a it's a miracle actually yeah. Yeah. you actually right. transfer generations <laughs> it's possible and then the issue is when someone transfers generations and becomes in Christ but they start thinking like their old generation mm -hmm. and then start acting like the old generation and then you have people who flip flop back and forth or maybe weren't even born again right and but I think you can lose sight this is the issue you can lose sight of God's big plan. If you just lock into a generation, or you can go, yeah, I guess I'm going to die with my generation. That's the way it is. Right. They're all wicked, and it's the mm -hmm. and that is a very common thing that goes through people's minds. By the way, it's like, man, everything's really bad around here. Everything's bad in the earth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, God's going to destroy everything. Yeah, I, I would say even if he did, you could be a person that just says, I'm just going to believe. Right, you can be the remnant. Mm -hmm. Well, I have a question. Do you believe that there are assignments to different generations? Like I believe, different um, purposes for them mm -hmm. in the earth? That's an impossible question. Is it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking it's a good question. I mean, yeah, I didn't know. Well, I'm going to I'm going to say the first thing that comes to mind <laughs> when you say that yeah. is that I believe there's an assignment to every generation to uh perpetuate God's uh, mind, mm -hmm. if you will. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, I think it's this, it's a similar assignment. It takes on a different look maybe in a general, yeah. a time of in life, right. but it's the same assignment, you know, to speak to the, you know, this is why I believe, uh, God actually in the old Testament created feast is so that people would remember him, mm -hmm. would remember what was happening, would not just celebrate to get together for a party, but to remember that from generation to generation, he's God, he's faithful, <laughs> he's, right. you know, he's coming back. <laughs> you know, all of his promises still remain, regardless of how you feel in a time. Right. I think that was a very strategic thing that God created, actually, when he did feast. I just, when I think about it, it's like, Wow. Yeah. I mean, I just, as we're talking, we're talking about the intentionality of God and how he um, purposes for people to come into the earth, right? We mm -hmm. understand that, that every person that is born, God has a purpose and an intention for them mm -hmm. that he designed before the foundation of the earth. So I, I think that there's um, this understanding of generations that we do need to embrace that people are born at a specific time for a specific purpose. And I, and I, I do agree. There's like the eternal, um, 
purpose of mm-hmm. continuing the truth, holding the truth and passing mm-hmm. it on mm-hmm. and um, and restoring truths even that have been lost. There's this continual push toward the full restoration of mankind, right? Which mm-hmm. every generation should um, impart that and pass that on and um, empower the next generation to take it and run with that. Mm-hmm. But it seems to me that also just based on kind of what the culture is like of the world that each generation comes into, it seems maybe there's some specific things that are, that those people are born at that time for a reason to me. You mean like for such a time as this? Yeah. Like something like that. Scriptural thing that goes with that. But yeah, I think sometimes that's overused that that thought by the way. Well, that, uh, well, yeah, we make, we apply make it to everything, anything that, anything that fits in let's, it's this time. It's like, yeah. What about it was just this time? (laughs) You know? Yeah. I mean, um, there's, there's definitely individuals have a purpose for their generation. Like it said in acts that when David had fulfilled the purpose of God in his generation, Mm -hmm. he fell asleep. And so God has a purpose in each generation Mm -hmm. and individuals are called into that generation to advance that purpose. And so maybe for some generations, it's um, fixing the mistakes of your parents. That was the promised land generation, the Joshua generation Mm -hmm. was they're like, Hey, we already know what the purpose is. Mom and dad failed. They died in the desert. (laughs) They didn't get it. And so we're going to go do what God called. And they kind of built on the shoulders of the previous generation. Um, There's other ones that, like you said, you're going strong and you kind of sustain that. Like Solomon, he was handed from David, just a great kingdom and the plans for everything. (laughs) And he was supposed to maintain that. And he did not so much do very well at that, Mm -hmm. you know, the last half of his life. Mm -hmm. And that started a whole new spiral. And the next generation didn't fix it. They would, it became worse and worse and worse until the ultimate culmination of the generations, Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? And he actually put back on track the kingdom of God. So in a sense, like you said, every generation's trying to advance the gospel. That's God's purpose for it. But how that looks, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's, um, it takes more wisdom than I have to figure out what the purpose is of each generation. Well, I think it's very specific in generations. Mm -hmm. I think it's not so segregated, by the way. Like, in this generation right now, like, I might be considered a little older than you guys and a different generation than you, but I actually feel we're in a generation together. Right. And that's a whole nother aspect. You know, Mm -hmm. people use it to make a nice dividing line, Mm -hmm. but my assignment in the earth is coupled to your assignment right now, today. Yeah, I, 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 uh, go ahead. ahead. Uh, Yeah, I think what you're saying is true. Like Joshua and Caleb were Mm -hmm. older, but they belonged to the inheriting Mm -hmm. generation. Yeah. So your faith almost determines where you stand, like who you ally with. You know, you're not like, oh, I'm, I have to be like everyone else. And if you're willing to ally with them, because what I've seen in my, you know, three or four years here on the earth (laughs) is that people who aren't so concerned about the separation of generations, right? they actually come together in a special unity Mm -hmm. that has power associated Mm -hmm. with it, Mm -hmm. that has honor associated with it, like at a whole different level. And it's not honor only in one direction. A lot of times we think of it that way. Well, that younger generation should honor us. It's like, yeah, and you should honor younger people. Mm -hmm. Like that's how God made us. He made us together in Mm -hmm. this. And if if it isn't mutual together, then something's wrong, actually. Yeah. And so, to me, I, you know, I know no, something's I, on your heart. No, I, I agree. I, I think that it is this weird. It's this weird dichotomy because we are we live in time, but we are also spirit beings that mm-hmm. are eternal, right? So it's uh, we have the. 
the natural understanding of the generation we were born in and different ages mm-hmm. and all of that. And there is merit to that. There's merit to people with experience and people who've gone with things and people who have a different perspective on the world today because they're coming in without um, all that past experience. So they may have things to offer us as well, right? So there's that, but then there's also this place where we step into the eternal, where we are one generation because we're in that place, we're outside of time. You know yes. what I'm saying? So it's yes. like there's, there's, it's both and it's kind of mm-hmm. weird yeah. uh, that both exist at the same time and both are realities actually mm-hmm. for us. They need to be. They have to be. Yeah. And I, I do think that it is always the challenge for us to, yes, realize that we do live in a natural world where there's time, there's experiences, there's this um, chronological development of things, but that also we are we are one generation of people who are who who are seated in eternity <laughs> well what speaks to this the most to me mm-hmm. is actually what we see in the bible mm-hmm. you have people let's just go let's not even go ot yet okay let's oh, not do that let's okay. go new t okay and uh, here we go um, those folks there put some stuff in the bible that today is so relevant in our lives. Yeah. Like completely, it's for today. It's mm-hmm. not for back then. Mm-hmm. The, oh, we try to go, oh, you know, in the uh, uh, under the circumstances they were in and the culture they were right, in, right. that was for that them. That was pre-AD 70. Pre, yes. Right. Yes. Let's really dice it up close. <laughs> it's like, no, it's the word of God. It's not going to, you know, it's not going to go away and mm-hmm. it's going to be eternally true and you better like, if you don't step up to that, you won't understand the Bible ever. You're yeah. looking for weirdness in it or just to try to satisfy your own thoughts. Yeah. But the reality is that is that generation that wrote that could live today and it'd be the same thing. There's no difference at all. Actually, there's zero difference. We might try to bring it into the context of our lives right. with what we know today. And, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, we have cell phones. Let's do this. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. that's great, but you still, need to have honor and trustworthiness and love, faith. And that has nothing to do with our technology or your generation or my generation. It has to do with God and what he speaks to as truth. Yes. And I just want to, here's, okay, so here's something that uh, whenever this subject comes up, it just like burns in me because um, from the beginning, God views he views he does view things generationally yes right he's never and and jesus i mean you look at john 17 when he's praying Mm -hmm. he's praying for them he's praying for those and for those that will come those that will believe because of what's going to happen in you like there's always this forward um belief and anticipation of the people that are coming and this is directly connected to my purpose now that there are generations that will come and they will receive the truth Mm -hmm. right that even no matter i mean you think about everything that's happened since jesus was here mm-hmm. the dark ages like all everything <laughs> the crusades all the mess Spanish inquisition the yes. inquisition yeah, i mean just vietnam <laughs> like everything that's happened and he believed that there would still be people no matter what was happening in their generation no matter how bad it got people that would receive the truth believe the truth and carry it and perpetuate it mm-hmm. for future generations mm-hmm. and um so this is okay so getting to where my my passion is, I guess, about this is that do we have the same faith for future generations or are we like, oh man, this world is getting so bad. This generation so messed up. I don't know if this is going to continue because I, to be honest, is something that I 
feel a lot from people or hear a lot from people is really? like this world is so messed up. It's so much worse than when I was growing up. Like I don't wow. even know how they could stand a chance. It's stranger, I, but I'm going to tell you something. My concern for um, God's people yeah. has always been rooted in how good it could get. Yeah. Cause I actually, I, it's easy to go. It's normal. I would do that. You just did it. Let's go through time. Let's go through the, you know, dark ages, right. we change it to middle ages now because we don't want it to be dark. Yes. But right. the, um, uh, you know, Vietnam, you said, right. you know, all those things, yeah. uh, skipped over a couple of world wars, but yes, other than that yes. inquisitions, little things, all, stuff. all that good stuff. <laughs> but in reality, I actually believe that, uh, when we let the good times roll too much, yeah. That has the potential of drawing more people away from God. To, you know, uh, saying, oh, "Hey, we've brought, we've got this on our." You know, the Bible talks about this. Let, let me not be rich. Right. I yeah. Forget you. I think that I've gotten everything on my own hands. Have mm -hmm. made this. Mm -hmm. I think there's a tremendous ability, and I believe it's something that can happen with the within a generation. They can things can be so good, mm -hmm. so provided. That we forget God, right? Completely. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying. I think the potential when things are really good, because a lot of times when things are bad, people kind of go, you know, it's like uh, what do they call it, foxhole conversion. It's like God, I need you now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but but when it's really good, it's easy to forget God. Yeah. My my yeah. question is, do we have faith for future generations? Oh, what, yeah. No matter how yeah. good it gets or how bad it gets. And this is really, I'm really asking this to the church because, you know, as someone that works a lot with young people, I am so tired of hearing, man, this world is so messed up. I don't know if they stand a chance. Like, I am so tired of hearing that. It yeah. makes me so mad. I'm like, these people were born at this time for this. Like, this is, uh, sorry. I'm like, it just, I'm like, man, Somebody's do we believe, this, huh? do yeah. we really believe in the truth? Yeah. Do we really yes. believe that God sends people into the earth at the right time for them to be, he knows, he knows what's happening in the world right now. He knows it's mm -hmm. crazy. And right now we're seeing some revival and maybe we have some more hope, you know, and that's awesome. And like, but to me, it's like just evidence of what I know has been there all along with this, with these young people. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I'm challenging the church. Like, um, do you speak with faith to the next generation? Do you have faith for them? Mm -hmm. Or is it just, man, I grew up when it was good. And now it's getting bad, and I'm thankful I'm going to be leaving pretty soon. Because honestly, that's what it feels like. Really? Yes. But you know, if some people are really honest, the good old days weren't that good. Well, you know how it is. <laughs> they were Everyone way. They were bad. way like, worse. They were way worse. Right. It we live on, in the most blessed time right. that's ever existed. Yeah. Well, it also depends how you uh, measure it, right? How you weigh yeah. it, and each individual right. has a different yes. time, right? Oh and I get that. I believe I love the passion you have because I want to talk about that about generations because I believe in the church in the body of Christ mm -hmm. there's not supposed to be a separation of generations but actually a joining a unity of those generations right now, I, not that I have to be a young person or you have to be really old like me but the reality of that we have the same heart and the same purpose as far as God is concerned now right. how it works out in your life and same thing you have for people that are younger than you which by the way I have for people that are younger than right. you I don't see that difference right. I think that sometimes they're less likely to hear me because I'm an old guy nah. and you're a young lady but yes, no, so, yeah. no, you know how it goes. Right, it's right, yeah. a little easier for uh -huh. people to kind of relate to somebody. Mm -hmm. But I actually believe 
the way God sees generations is he expected the generations to be together in the church, to be able to uh, feed each other, to be able to uh, care for each other, to right. love each other, and to, uh, and to actually uh, expose different generations to a kind of faith and hope in him that's so intense. And that I actually believe that's how God wants us to look at generations, not right. as a separation, but as a coming together. And like I said, I'm not gonna try to act like an 18 year old guy. It's that's just good. not, you know, I might think that way most of the time, but I'm not gonna act that way. <laughs> but, a skateboard. Yeah, skateboard and fall and kill myself. But, but I want to see them on a skateboard just having a grand old time and then also loving God. Right. And just and also um, expressing their love and their faith and their worship to God the way they do. Yeah. I love that. I think right. it's great. And I believe right. that's what we have to do. They don't have to do it exactly the way you did it? No. Oh. They can't. <laughs> they, they, they shouldn't. Like it's yeah. not it's not meant to be. Yeah. But the truth has to remain. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I love it because it's um you can learn from every generation. Yes. You can transcend yeah. generations by learning from other generations. So true. In the word of God, there's mm -hmm. so many different generations. In the history books that haven't been changed, there's a lot mm -hmm. of different generations. If you learn, you can not repeat the past. I'm making a very basic point. Mm -hmm. You can actually um relate to people that have gone through all sorts of different things if you allow yourself to learn and be taught by previous generations. That could be in books, so that could be in relationships, where mm -hmm. you could actually learn from somebody um, and take their perspective to heart. And when you do that, they'll be willing to take your perspective to heart. Isn't that the truth? Like, um, as a pastor, I have to minister to people younger than me and way older than me. Mm -hmm. And if I just take the perspective that I can't relate to them because they're of a different generation, uh, that, that might actually be true if it weren't for the word of God, if right. it weren't for the Holy Spirit, if right. it weren't for making an effort to learn. Oh, like you said, when times are good, that's when you're, you mm -hmm. need to be vigilant. Mm -hmm. When times are bad, they're gonna, they're, it's gonna get better. Like <laughs> stay faithful in every situation. There's different, um, we, we have to transcend just like, oh, these are, these are my people, my age, this is where my ministry is. Right. This is my sphere. Right. This is where I can be effective is with mm -hmm. my age group mm -hmm. or with the really little ones lower than me. I could never minister, like you said, I could never minister to someone older than me. It's like, well, what is that? That creates just a complete hierarchy in the church where well, the I pastor actually has believe, to be 85 years old in order for the church to work. Well, right. Pastor David, I actually believe that's an assignment from the enemy, the devil himself, to isolate generations to kill generations. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right? Absolutely. Because it, if I have no respect for your generation, then if you are gone, it doesn't matter to me. No I'm indifference. I have no love. I have indifference. Like, I ah, waste, waste the generation. Ah, get rid of them all. Well, <laughs> everybody's laughing. No, no but guess though. what? Don't we see that in abortion? Of course. Don't we see that when older people, probably not too much older than me, <laughs> are... Like, hey, I have an option for you. Instead of using our healthcare and our time, why right. don't we just give you this pill and say goodnight? All right, put you on the ice flow. On the send you out. I heard. I heard there's actually. I heard there's actually like a hundred pills though. <laughs> on the ice flow. You need to do it. You we have to take like a hundred pills. Oh my gosh. Pills. That's crazy. <laughs> ice no, flow. but it is true. And That's I know crazy. we're talking about like actual physical death, but we can actually just like completely cut off. Absolutely. It, I mean, they might as well be dead to us because we don't receive anything from them. And that goes both ways. Yeah. It Isn't goes, that the it, truth? It, 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 it's just, and it's so sad because every group has something to offer to mm -hmm. the other. If mm -hmm. we are humble, 
if we are, if we are hungry too. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I think there is like, uh, I want to be a part of the generation of the hungry, (laughs) you know, the hungry and the humble that is like, man, whatever God wants to give me, I want it. If that's, if that's giving me wisdom from people who walk through really hard things and can tell me the testimony of what kept them in their faith. Like I want that. If that's experiencing the inspiration from a new believer that is just so in love with God, it's like, (laughs) man, I need that too. You know, like that is the blessing of generations. Well, it's, it's it's interesting you say that because one of the things that uh, triggered a thought in my mind when pastor Dave was talking is that, the way we relate to other generations truly in God is mm-hmm. through Holy Spirit. It, yeah. It's not just by natural means because no. it doesn't no. make sense just now. Nat- it can have some sense, yeah. but not totally. And yeah. so when we're yielded to his to him, we then start to respect other generations, yes. whether younger or older, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And this is why a um, it's interesting because I believe the church and how the church is supposed to come together in the unity of the faith uh, actually requires us to uh, start to adopt this thinking or right. else we there won't be a generation on the earth expecting his re, his return right. or expecting his um, miracles right now yeah. or the relationship, right? How good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity mm-hmm. <laughs> except for when they're age differences right. except for the you know what i'm saying right. um and so how the church grows up into this this uh cohesive connected body that mm-hmm. um some joints provide <laughs> uh right. that uh some you know older people can only provide to younger mm-hmm. i don't remember reading it in ephesians that way it right. seems like every part of the body provides. Jesus yeah, was 33, right? Yeah, he was just a kid. We would never <laughs> let him, we'd never, never let him be a pastor. No, <laughs> That's no and the disciples, forget about <laughs> oh, it. Right? You've only been in the Lord three years, you're not taking over this well, church. Well, what, what about the guy that they kicked, uh, he kicked the legion of demons out and he's like, okay, go preach to 10 cities right, right now. <laughs> Wait a minute, he hasn't been restored long enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or about John, he might have been like 17, 18. It's like, right? who's this kid? He's, little, little this David, guy was younger than David Rose over there. Shot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love, you know, obviously we love Jesus, but when he's like, and you're going to do greater things than I did. It's like, man, that is like, that is how to think about generations. But he was only know? talking to the older people. Yes. Just the, well, I the, wanted to say <laughs> or the younger people. Or something. I want to say, cause your question was good of like, do we believe in the next generation? And yeah. It makes me think like, sometimes I don't believe enough in the next generation. Cause I want to do it all in my generation. Mm. I'm like, okay, we only have a short amount of time. We got to get everything done. I'm sorry. I'm hitting the table a lot in this, <laughs> in this podcast, but we have You're to do it. My um, ears but like, I, I, sort of see it as like, oh, cool. Like I want to see all the promises come to pass. Like I want to see the revival. I want to see the end times. I want to see the return of the Lord now, now. And I think like you have to keep that hunger, like the urgency, but like, you know, can you give it away? Like that's the challenge to me. Like, can you give it away and put trust that it's going to happen? If you don't see it, it's going to happen and you have to invest forward. So I don't, for me, I'd have to find the balance between like the urgency and like, yeah, let's see, let's see it all now. Like now's the time. And like, Hey, let's really invest because there could be 78 more generations before right. the Lord returns. Right. So it's, it's and are we, build, like, are we building yeah. for that yeah. possibility and with mm-hmm. the faith for it? That's, that's really yeah. the question for me is like, yeah. I just doing what I 
will last in my lifetime or do I have faith that what I'm building and imparting into people and inspiring, like they're going to take it and they're going to do so much more and they're going to be able to pass that on. Yeah. And it, I have an expectation that it will grow. And I, to me, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world, actually. Mm. I mean, when you look at the times, <laughs> like when did the church grow? It was when during persecution and during the hardest times because it tried yeah. people and their mm -hmm. faith was genuine. It was sincere and they didn't love their lives and they weren't mm -hmm. caught up with the, the things of just um, wealth and material things. I mean, they were like, they knew what their life was about, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and the distinction between life and death was so clear. And so I'm like, you know, I, to me, I'm looking at the world. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, this yeah. is the prime time yeah, for this, <laughs> this generation to like grow and be on fire and like take this to places that we can, we haven't been able to yet. I yeah. think every generation that in the past that has tapped into that mm -hmm. has actually, that's where you tapped in and saw actual God showing, you know, arriving on the earth because of their faith. Yeah. I don't mean arriving, you know, like he's always here. He feels all in all. I get that. Right. But for us to, for us, that generation, uh, to actually, ex um, open up the doors of heaven yeah. to the earth. Uh, in faith to allow mm -hmm. God to move in the earth and just to and not just allow him, but to, you know, basically draw him in because of our faith mm -hmm. into what was happening. Mm -hmm. And I believe in, it doesn't matter the worst of times, the best of times, none of that matters. But when people tapped into that, yeah. all of a sudden you saw things, things that you read about and everybody goes, Oh, I wish that revival would happen here. I wish that could <laughs> happen here. It's like, oh, well, don't wish. No. Just start tap praying. in, <laughs> start, start praying and believing and yeah. operating in it because without that unity of the faith, mm -hmm. it doesn't happen. It yes. actually won't happen. Right. Like we talk about, you know, we've had revivals recently happening and stuff and the revivals, I don't know if you notice it, not just age oriented, mm -hmm. are they? Mm -hmm. uh, it sounds that way initially. They are, people they're are only like, oh, in college age, only colleges, <laughs> only colleges. And meanwhile, you know, all the people I hear from that are like, I can't go there, but man, I'm excited with them and I'm believing and I'm getting God in my life and experiencing revival. And I'm like, wait, you're an old person. You're not part of that generation. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. It's un it's unacceptable. Right. It's like, of course it is. Right. Of course it's acceptable. <laughs> and you may not even be in that spot. Oh, God, not that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I'm what do you guys you think about? What do you go? Oh, read, no, no, read go ahead. What I'm do you prophets you. think about prophets prophesying to generations? You mean like, like this is the generation future of generations boom. or this generation? <laughs> this is a question. Future generations yeah, or, this or generation? any generation? Like this is the generation that's going to see Jesus come back. Uh, I <laughs> that one I that, that one, one I'm like, a bit presumptuous. You mean a, you mean a no, tiny? No one knows prophecy. the hour of the day. That's right? a so, bit presumptuous, but I do believe I hear that a lot though. That the Lord will um, use prophets to charge the generation mm -hmm. and commission them Amen. to do things in. Well, their time. I think mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to read my scripture to you because okay. that, it's, oh. you're right in line with that. Right, um, so prophetic. First Thank Peter, you, Jesus. Two, First Peter two nine. You got lucky. <laughs> First Peter two nine says. Uh, this is a prophet prophesying. He's done lots of prophecies in the Bible too. Okay. We know this, and thousands are saved. But but you are a chosen generation. Who's he talking to? All that just died back then. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Mm. 
So there's a generation that lives in his light. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe it's, there's a bell going on here. <laughs> Generation's calling you. <laughs> but, uh, Time for me to go. <laughs> <laughs> drop the mic. We're out of here. <laughs> Generations are calling. <laughs> if you're listening to this now and trying to figure this out, good luck. You belong in our generation. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so there is a prophecy, if you will, to generations. Mm-hmm. I think w- when you start to try to make it specific, like, Next Wednesday at 3 p.m. is when, you know, Jesus is coming back and this is the generation. Let me bang on this and move this <laughs> generation. You guys are so then I think you I think we've seen people today. fail there. Yeah. And I think those people were never going to be ready anyway for his return and his coming because every generation, every generation should should embrace this promise. Yeah. All right. That okay, I'm redeemed of the Lord. I'm called by him to like be in sonship with him and servanthood with him and connected to the people that are in my generation awaiting his next, uh, what, and not just his return, what his next is, what he wants from me now. uh, So I can be in relationship with him Mm -hmm. and at the same time awaiting his return. Mm -hmm. So that what I'm saying is like, you should be alert, you know, like the, 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 the cool wise versions and not the ones that are like, eh, that's never going to happen anyway. The cool, <laughs> the cool versions. <laughs> or, or how about versions? I don't think they've ever been called that before. Is that an oxymoron? A cool version. A cool version. A cool version is one that stays a virgin. You know there was a couple wow. cool. A good thing. Jesus was a cool virgin. He was a cool virgin. He was the coolest. Paul might have been yeah. too. It's hard yeah. to tell. Yeah. I don't know. Like a wow. virgin. I don't know. Oh hey. my gosh. No. No, no, no. I know. See, I that's a generation the, four. That's See, every time you say, before. you were talking about this earlier, you were talking about, you know, I'm like my generation. And I immediately the song goes through my head talking mm-hmm. about my generation. I'm helping people out there. Yeah, who are generation. older <laughs> listening to this. Now they're looking and they're Googling it. <laughs> wow, anyway. so much wisdom, so anyway. much uh, yes, it just, great exchange it just oozes between out of, all the generations. I know, it's no. Uh, you know. <laughs> yes, you get like, this is like Mr. Rogers time. Yes, Mr. Rogers, you know, let's I have a special message for you today. What is it? Go ahead. Um, I love our generations. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, it means so much to me. To uh, For me, I mean, generations that are older than me, there aren't many left. Okay. And ones that are younger. Mm-hmm. I just love them. Mm-hmm. I just, seeing them all, it's just like, wow. God, yeah. it, You see God in it. You yes. see God in all his glory and everything that he uh, presents. Like, it's not just, well, because a person growing up in Christ <laughs> goes through generational changes, if you will, mm. right? Mm-hmm. They, you know, they're early on, they're excited, they're sometimes crybabies and, you know, poop all over messy. everybody yes. <laughs> and messy. <laughs> and then, you know, then they go through teenagerism and you're like, oh, oh no. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's a good word for that. <laughs> that your list. <laughs> but, and then, you know, and somewhere along the line, maybe they hang in there long enough to like get the wisdom of God. But in that process, God's growing up, growing up into a maturity that gets to understand mm-hmm. that every person who's called by the name of Christ 
matters. Mm -hmm. They matter to our lives right. and we matter to their lives. Yeah. And once we come into that kind of unity, a whole different thing can take place. A faith yeah. that mm -hmm. moves mountains, that changes people's lives. That's what, I mean, to me, that's what we should be looking for, right. not the separation. Right. There's been a lot of churches I've been in that said, how do we get the young people? Right. How do we get the families? How do we get certain generations to come in? And what you're saying speaks to that because mm -hmm. it's really Jesus and the Holy Spirit that binds us together. Mm -hmm. And fall in love with Jesus and get to know people who also love Jesus. Jonathan was a different age than David and they had one heart, right? And so people want to have programs to gain the other generations and this and that. But it's really about like, do you in your life have relationships with multiple generations? Like we've said before, like, are you open to them? Like, are you, do you want them just to round out your church and make it look right? Or do you actually want to know them? Right. <laughs> so, yeah. And I, I think something that. also, um, we've touched on earlier is it is the honor it is the honor part of it. Mm. Um, that every, you honor people of every generation, um, that there's an honor, you honor the glory of the Lord and then you honor the anointing that's on them. You honor their part as body, as the body of Christ, the part that they play. And I, it, um, it just brings such, um, belonging to every person. I love it. Like when we're in service and the kids are in there and like a kid will get up and prophesy the word of the Lord. And there's people who have been in our church for over 50 years receiving the word. You know, I love that. I love mm -hmm. the richness that comes, um, mm -hmm. and vice versa. You know, there's no, in the spirit, when we're locked in that way, there's no limitation and there's right. no hindrance to being able to receive because we're re receiving from the spirit of God yeah. through them, Yeah, you know? And I just love, I love to see that in operation. It comes with challenges, you know, when you have mm -hmm. different age groups and different perspectives and that's all part of the joy of walking, <laughs> walking together <laughs> and part of the mystery of the body of Christ, you know? Yeah. Well, I think and it's a faith that, challenge all the time. It is. It's yeah. faith for uh, people who are younger, people who are older. Yeah. To fate to step up to give, fate to step up to receive. Yeah. And so uh, it's uh it's a good thing actually. Like I said, if we think about it in its terms of the body of Christ, right. What part of your body are you going to exclude? Right. From And you have cells that come and cells that go, but it's still the body. <laughs> <laughs> Regenerating. It's, it's all the stuff on the outside that the flakes older, off. <laughs> the, the older cells are going quicker though. <laughs> I just want to read this scripture as we wrap Sorry. up our time today. It's Psalm yeah. 145, 4 that says, mm. one generation shall praise yeah. your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. And that um, one generation shall praise your works to another. That's e either way, up or down, young or old, we're praising the works of the Lord, declaring his greatness to each other. So thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.